Good morning. Today is September 27th, and my name is Scott Shera. I am Grace's dad. If the picture looks a little grainy, uh, our great producer, Super Don, and I have been trying to figure some things out, but it didn't quite work out. So if it's a little grainy, that's probably for the better, because if uh, you see my whole face all shiny, it's not... Uh, it's a face made for radio. Anyway, with that being said, we're going to cover part three today of our series. And part three is where Mystery Babylon. In the first two, we covered uh, who and the claim that I made in the first one was they're all in on it. So not just the medical industrial complex. And what are they all in on? I'm claiming medical murder is the number one cause of death in the United States by design. And so when we say they're all in on it, this medical murder situation, you know, of course, the medical industrial complex, the federal government, the state government, along with the state legislatures, which are influencing the judiciary, um, big business, of course, we see that. The surprising one is number five is the churches. And then last is controlled opposition. Last week, we went through what? What are what have they bought into? And what they've bought into is a eugenics philosophy that the United States in current times began to perfect in the early 1900s. So now today, what I want to lay out with Mystery Babylon is the United States is the center of all sorts of evil. And you know, you can make your own judgment there. I mean, there's a lot of different perspectives of this, and I'm not trying to be a prophet or a biblical scholar. I'm just looking at the evidence that's been presented to me, and then I'm sharing it so that you can use your own discernment. But I mean, we are certainly in, there's no question we are in an evil time, and where that fits in God's timeline, uh, that's not my place to make a prediction. So Don, can you bring up the open slide, please? All right, so this is our open slide. We'll go right to number two. This slide I'm repeating every single time because what you are going to see is that we've been programmed, and you know my podcast is called Deprogramming with Grace's Dad. We're programmed to believe lies, and it's from all sides and angles, and that's a consistent theme in all seven of the seven-part series. All right, we'll go to the next one, Don. So the last two times I had Don bring up a graph, I'm not going to do that here. I'm just going to review the, the facts. So at least you have an, an understanding of the starting point. So before COVID, it was known even by the CDC admitted that medical malpractice was the third leading cause of death. Cancer, excuse me, heart disease, number one at 700,000 a year. Cancer, number two at 600,000. And then medical malpractice, number three at 400,000. As I have been studying since Grace's murder and realizing that there's a genocide, and in fact, that genocide is part of eugenics, and I see this whole hastening death, that there's a culture of death in our country on purpose, by design, then I start realizing, okay, there is legitimate medical malpractice. People are human, they make mistakes. But for the most part, malpractice is not the reality because there's a hastening death. Hastening death is murder. And the COVID era really got me to see this and it exposed it. And that's what started the whole research. So you start researching COVID and, and the facts that are at the bottom of the screen share some results just from COVID. And the first one is that the all-cause mortality of those people who took the jab has increased 24%. That's huge. Life insurance companies can't handle that type of increase in all-cause mortality or bankrupt them. So these are these are once in a lifetime events. 
and the steady all-cause mortality for the 39-month the COVID era, the overall all-cause mortality went up 13% in our country. So 13%, to give you a perspective compared to deaths before, is 371,000 extra deaths per year. So when you add 371,000 to the 400,000 already on the books, now we get to close to 800,000, which just by that simple math shows you that medical murder is in fact number one in the United States as the cause of death. All right, let's go to the next slide. All right, so here's the here's the opening question and it'll be the theme that will, I guess we'll, we could say prove it throughout, but you know, you got, again, you have, you have to use your own judgment. Could the United States be mystery Babylon? So let's go through some shocking things just to get started. So I'm going to read some things out of Revelation 17 first. You can put the next slide up, Don. All right, so Revelation 17 speaks, speaks of this place called mystery Babylon. Revelation 17, 1 to 2 tells us, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bulls came and talked with me, saying, to me, come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication. Of course, I added Bohemian Grove as an example. And the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with wine of her fornication. Then verse 17, five goes on to say, and her on, on her forehead a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. All right, so that doesn't specifically call out the United States, but let's go to the next slide because we're going to play a couple of clips that help frame this. All right, so Revelation 18.23 was the one that hit me over the head. And Revelation 18.23 says, And the light of the lamp will never shine in you again. And the sound of a bridegroom and bride will never be heard in you again. For the merchants were made important people of the earth because with your sorcery, they deceived all nations. Okay, so then when you start looking at sorcery, we're going to talk about that next. But we're going to play first a clip because this idea of sorcery is only three times in scripture. And one of them, I think, is in Galatians. But the one that I'm referencing here is in Revelation chapter 9. So, Don, can you play that clip, please? And I want to actually just start by reading um, a few verses, and then it's going to largely just be a discussion. Um, but as I said, I think it's a very important, relevant discussion for this moment um, in the West, throughout the world, and particularly in the church, especially in light of the fact um, that this is mentioned here in the context. This is mentioned as something being a very important issue in the last days. So Revelation chapter 9, verse 21. So the Lord is pouring out his judgments on the earth, and the purpose of his judgments is to break people of their own strength, to wake them up, to slap people into reality, and ideally to cause them to turn and repent. But despite the Lord pouring out all of these things, it says here in verse 21, it says, And yet they did not repent of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their immorality, nor of their thefts. So it's interesting, it lists four specific things. Now, 
I mean, anyone with any shred of morality, they'll say, yeah, murder is wrong. Like, pretty much across the boards, if you ask, hey, Satanist, is murder wrong? They'll be like, yes, murder is wrong. Um, so that's clear. Immorality, by its very definition, is immoral. Nowadays, of course, all sorts of immorality is considered acceptable and moral. People go, well, your morals are different than my morals, as if there's not some universal standard. I, again, there's a degree to which these things are subjective, but to those folks, I say, yes, your morals are immoral. That's why they're different. But it's speaking here, obviously, more so of uh, sexual immorality, of a, a complete lack of uh, obeying the strictures that the Lord has placed on us. I always like to point out that the chaos of rebellious humanity is kept in check. One of the greatest checks in the earth on the chaos of sinful humanity is something called covenant. Covenant, not just covenant, not just a promise, not just an agreement, but covenant unto death. It's actually the marriage covenant unto death and the Lord's call to uh, to live in love within those strictures. That's one of the primary uh, guards, if you will, that keeps the world at check from just slipping into complete, absolute chaos. And then, of course, theft. But in the midst of this, besides murder, immorality, theft, it lists sorcery. So from a biblical perspective, what is sorcery? Now, the Greek word here is, interestingly enough, pharmakeia. Um, you've actually got a few different variations of the same Greek word, pharmakeia, and this is from, uh, this is the word from which we get the modern term pharmacy or the pharmaceuticals or the pharmaceutical industry. Okay, so we'll go to the next slide, Don, because he mentions right at the end that the word sorcery, it comes from the Greek word pharmakeia. And so if you look at Revelation 18.23, we see that the great harlot or mystery Babylon will deceive everyone with its pharmacia, with its pharmaceuticals. So is that what's going on? Let's go to the next slide. So we're going to first play a clip and it's going to answer the question or at least talk through the question, is God's judgment of Israel happening again? Is Israel a type of America? So go ahead and play that clip, Don. Never has a nation been judged more harshly than Israel. The, Israel is the most judged nation in history, period, bar none. No, never been a worse judged people because they were called by God. They carried his name. And when they would turn from him and we, we sometimes read the Bible and we're thinking, oh, well, I'm only just, you know, a couple of pages later, that couple of pages could be a hundred years or so. And, and so finally, God brings judgment, and, you know, and eventually Lord, many times they repent, but there comes a time when it's the end of time, and things begin to happen. And, brother, we were talking about this earlier in Deuteronomy chapter 28. The Lord is not happy with the people who claim his name and then turn and walk contrary to it, brother. The thing like it's the adage of to whom much is given, much is required. And you're absolutely right. There's never been a more judged nation in the history of humanity from the onset in the garden than the nation of Israel. And then there's never been, so this is a second, there's always a type and shadow, right? There's never been a nation in the church dispensation and the New Testament age of grace that has been so 
supernaturally afforded the blessings of God because it was a haven for the authentic gospel to be proclaimed boldly than the United States of America. So just like Israel that intermarried and mingled the holy race with all the nations around them. And woe to those who went down to Egypt, made an alliance, but not by my will, and who ran after the idols of all the other nations. So too, the United States of America has done the same thing. But what's even more horrific is I've done a comparative study, right? I have a degree in history and stuff like that. Comparative study. They say at the, like the statistics of the height of Israel's wickedness, what they were doing to the to the giving of their children to Moloch and and the and the pouring out the blood of their children, they say the United States of America has exceeded the wickedness of Israel and Phoenicia and Egypt and Babylon and Assyria and Sidonia and all these other ancient cultures that we have exceeded it times one thousand when you do the comparative studies of the numbers. Amen. And we and we think God's not going to respond because we have churches in our country. Well, the reason why God is going to respond so harshly is because we have churches in our country. So we just answered the question that it seems that the United States is a type of Israel. You know, it it uh, it seems fairly clear by that. But then, you know, we can add to that, I believe, by looking at what do we deserve? Do we deserve his judgment? And it seems to come full circle when we play the next clip for me, at least. So go ahead, Don. If you notice, it's mystery Babylon. It's the daughter of Babylon. It's an offshoot of Babylon. It has all the spiritual tensions of the original Babylon, but it is a it's a it's a prodigy. It's an offspring of Babylon with this mystery Babylon that rises up. And just like in ancient Babylon, what we have now too in an American particular in America in general, but in the Western-centric Christianity in particular is a Neo-Babylonian blindness. This is why the scripture says, woe to the complacent, woe to you who lounge on your couches and luxury, woe. Uh, how about woe to the latest in church who says you're wealthy and in need of nothing, but you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked, and it's the only church age that the Lord is on the outside of the church trying to get back into it. And all this speaks to the spirit of this particular age of this particular nation some of the other attributes of this mystery babylon that that must be noted is that it goes into great detail about who the mysterious babylon is and it's the center of culture it's the center of entertainment it's the center of the comex the precious metals exchange this is all of this is new york think broadway think hollywood think precious metal exchange thinks wall street it's the center of mercantilism where the majority of all trade uh, uh exchanges currency exchanges occur again that's new york city it goes on and on and on through all these attributes here's one of the most and and it is and it has made the whole world drunk with its pharmacia, with its sorceries, with its pharmaceuticals. The United States of America consumes 90% of all pharmaceuticals in the world. The United States of America, single-handedly through the pandemic, polluted the whole world with their pharmacia. The whole world in a matter of three months. They made almost every individual on the face of the earth 
take their sorceries into their bodies with mRNA messenger, which another word for messenger is angel, ribonucleic acid into their bodies to alter their very genetic makeup to make enough to make them in some degree an affront to the Lord, or at least to bring on a greater curse of sin and death in their physical bodies. This is all being done. And here's here's the last attribute of mystery Babylon that is that the American Christian must understand is that they trafficked in the souls of men. That is not yes. the Vatican. That is not Russia. That is not a revived Holy Roman Empire. That is not a revived Ottoman Empire. That is not a revived ancient Babylon in Al-Hila, Iraq, which I have personally been to the Ishtar Gates and seen the stones with Nebuchadnezzar's name etched on them. I've been there. I've been in the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the restored Hanging Gardens of Babylon, one of the seven wonders of the world. That's not what it is. America's chief exports, number one, number two, and number three, is child sex trafficking, number one. Number two, pornography, primarily centered around children. And number three, pharmaceuticals. All right. So now we see, of course, the United States deserve judge, deserves judgment. I don't think anybody can challenge that. Something I should have said at the beginning, which I did this now third time in a row. So we'll see if a dumb man ever gets it right. But all the slides, the PowerPoint, all the links, everything uh, will be in the show notes. And then on Grace's main website, ouramazinggrace.net, there's a prominent spot for this seven-part series. And then all the additional research and my research outline and all the links are available there. So you can always get everything. We're, we're trying to make this available uh, for everybody. All right. So now when I first became awake, the question for me was, I don't get why our leaders would want the United States to go down. And the answer is by design. And this series is titled Medical Murder is the Number One Cause of Death in the United States by Design. It's not by accident. It's by design. And there's in, in part six, we're going to cover uh, more of a deep dive into this by design relative to the leadership in the United States. But for now, let's play these clips that uh, that are on the bottom of the screen. We've strung those together into one clip. So go ahead, Don. It's not a Vatican. Most people are like, oh, okay, Mystery Babylon's a Vatican. I'm like, that's eh, not the Vatican. The Vatican is wicked beyond comprehension. It's the United States of America. You just don't want to know what's going on. You don't want to know why they call it District of Columbia. You don't want to know why most of the presidents graduate from Columbia University. You don't want to know what goes on the Freemasonic stuff or the Illuminist stuff or the whatever. You don't want to know what's going on with the raising of Osiris, which I know you and Justin and Wes have talked about that at, um, in great detail. You don't want to know about the ceremonies. You don't want to know about Bohemian Grove. You don't want to know why it's called the City of Angels. Which angels? Nobody asked that. And you don't want to know in what God they trust that's on the back of every one of your talismans. Uh, dollar bills in your pocket. You don't want to know that. And it's founded on the souls of men. More importantly, the souls of children is what it's founded upon. We've been told that America is a Christian country from its origin, one nation under God. We've been taught that our government is for the people, by the people. But what if it's all been just a grand deception? What if the God, worshipped in secret by government leaders in our nation's capital, is in fact our enemy? 
and many of our leaders have been venerating him secretly through arcane rituals, setting the scene for the incarnation of this ancient entity. The nation of America has a hidden history that most people aren't really aware of. Okay, these are fallen angel entities over nations, over land, over different areas, but it's all stepping towards the new world order. They want the new world order, and the new world order is actually seen as a good thing in their eyes. So the, the third level is tapping into the spirit realm to be able to get your power and to be able to get your direction. Okay, let's go to the conclusion slide of this section, Don. So the conclusion, America is the center of evil by design. All right, so now we're going to transition to has medicine slash pharmacia. Let's go to the next slide. Has it become an idol in the United States? And I believe it has. And we're going to show some slides here that I believe prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Let's go to the next one, Don. So when we, we start looking at this, we got to look at how did it start? And this clip that we're going to play next, I think does a, a very good job of sharing how did this current obsession with medicine and pharmacia get started in our modern time. So go ahead, Don, play that clip. Around the same time that John D. Rockefeller seized U.S. media, he also hijacked U.S. medicine. When it was discovered that drugs could be produced from petroleum, America's top oil mogul ordered his army of propagandists to invert reality accordingly. Medicines used for thousands of years were suddenly classified as alternative, while the new, petroleum-based, highly addictive, and patentable drugs were declared the gold standard. After buying the German pharmaceutical company that manufactured chemicals of war for Adolf Hitler, Rockefeller leveraged his political influence by pressing Congress to declare natural healing modalities unscientific quackery. Rockefeller then took control of the American Medical Association and began offering massive grants to top medical schools under the mandate that only his approved curriculum be taught. Any mention of the healing powers of herbs, plants, and diet was erased from most medical textbooks. Doctors and professors who objected to Rockefeller's plan were crucified by the media removed from the AMA and stripped of their license to teach and practice medicine. Those who dared to speak out were arrested and jailed. When evidence began to emerge that petroleum-based medicines were causing cancer, Mr. Rockefeller founded the American Cancer Society through which he suppressed that information. John D. Rockefeller is duly credited as the founder of the pharmaceutical industry and the reason that medical error is currently the third leading cause of death in America. This is not an indictment against doctors. More than anyone, they are under the stranglehold of the single largest lobbying power in Washington. Every year, the pharmaceutical industry spends at least twice the amount as big oil to influence laws, policies, and public perception. Thanks to Mr. Rockefeller, the architect of American monopolies, no industry has more power over our lives than Big Pharma. So you think about Rockefeller is really the author of cancer, and then he funds the American Cancer Society. This is replayed in history so many times, but the most recent is with this COVID PSYOP. The United States is the one behind the PSYOP, and then what they do is if you have a loved one murdered in the hospital and the doctor writes COVID-19 pneumonia on the death certificate, 
the United States government, courtesy of the taxpayer, pays the family $9,000 in burial expenses. So the family essentially gets hush money and, you know, they have no idea what even happened. You know, in our case, we never took the money because my wife instantly saw that as blood money, which is, I think it's exactly right. All right. So where are things today? Let's go to the next slide. So there's some some statistics I'm going to share, but then I want to give you some of the behind the scenes in the next clip. So you see there's almost 5 billion prescriptions written in the United States every year. It, the United States accounts for 44% of the global, global pharmaceutical market, even though we're only 4% of the world's population. And you can see the graph as to the pharmaceutical revenue over the last 10 years and it's like do they you know once you get a taste for that amount of money you know it just keeps going so let's just see what they're doing behind the scenes let's play the next clip don in 2002 there was a recognition that the coronavirus was seen as an exploitable mechanism for both good and ill on april the 25th 2003 the u.s center for disease control filed a patent on the coronavirus transmitted to humans. Under 35 U.S. Code Section 101, nature is prohibited from being patented. Either SARS coronavirus was manufactured, therefore making a patent on it legal, or it was natural, therefore making a patent on it illegal. If it was manufactured, it was a violation of biological and chemical weapons, treaties, and laws. If it was natural, filing a patent on it was illegal. Then either outcome, both are illegal. In the spring of 2007, the CDC filed a petition with the patent office to keep their application confidential and private. They actually filed patents on not only the virus, but they also filed patents on its detection and a kit to measure it. Because of that CDC patent, they had the ability to control who was authorized and who was not authorized to make independent inquiries into coronavirus. You cannot look at the virus, you cannot measure it, you cannot develop a test kit for it. And by ultimately receiving the patents that constrained anyone from using it, they had the means, they had the motive, and most of all, they had the monetary gain from turning coronavirus from a pathogen to profit. Let's go to the next slide, Don, because we see you know this whole idea of the COVID psyop opened our eyes, and the vaccine culture that we have is also by design. And they were able to set us up for the kill because over a period of 100 years, they've developed a vaccine culture. So it's anything but God. Man can fix all the diseases, anything but God. And so as far as what the United States has done with deceiving the entire world with its pharmacia, COVID really exposed. Because if you look at that first clip there, 70.5% of the world's population, this is as of yesterday, has received at least one dose of the COVID jab. And, you know, of course, I copied and pasted that, so they call it a vaccine. It's not a vaccine at all. And then this is from uh, Fox News on September 15th, and you're going to see 
this clip and then the deception. So the propaganda, so I copied and pasted one of the comments from that clip and you see it right below. And, and this person wrote, I got my sixth shot yesterday. My doctor told me my heart problems are not from the shots. It's like the propaganda is, is completely out of control. So let's just play that short clip so you can see what's currently be, being promoted. First doses of the new COVID-19 vaccine have begun shipping to providers across the country. And CDC Director Dr. Ma Dr. Mandy Cohen is recommending everyone six months and up get the updated vaccine. So how is this even possible when the truth is out there? So let's go to the next slide. This is something I have invested a fair amount of time on with a research project I did um, back in January. And that's the Brooke Jackson False Claims Act lawsuit. So Brooke Jackson became a whistleblower and a whistleblower is allowed this status if they file a False Claims Act lawsuit. And the idea with a False Claims Act lawsuit is that if you work for somebody who has a contract with the U.S. government and you see that they're doing something illegal, you can report it and get protection. And so she worked for uh, indirectly for Pfizer. Uh, in one of the testing companies, which is Ventavia. And so anyway, she files this lawsuit against Pfizer and Ventavia saying they never, they never tested this thing. And so in the documents that Pfizer, so once you file a lawsuit, you file what's called a complaint, and then they have to, the defendant has to respond. And in the response, they produced what's called an other authority agreement which is a contract and it's a contract with the Department of Defense that's, that said that they weren't hired to manufacture a vaccine. They were hired to, to produce a prototype under a military contract. And so all this is exposed to the public. Unfortunately, you know, it's a lot like the things that I'm doing. Brooke Jackson is not able to get the message out other than in alternative media. So people don't know this. Well, then, as time would have it, and it's interesting because now instead of the U.S. government coming back to support their whistleblower, they came in behind Pfizer in October of 2022 and filed a motion in support of, of Pfizer's defense. And then the, the case was actually heard on March 31st of 2023. And in the document filed by the judge, so this is out of page 41, it says, absent from the amended complaint, however, are factual allegations indicating, indicating that the alleged violations at the Ventavia sites resulted in the FDA receiving fabricated, inaccurate, or misleading data about the safety or efficacy of the vaccine. Yeah, well, of course it says that. What's the reason? Because it was never a vaccine. So it's it's so hard to get to court and then have a corrupt system get on the side of the truth. Well, then, you know, Brooke Jackson, because she got ruled against in March, she keeps speaking out, which, you know, of course, that's what, what we're doing also. So then instead of you know, I look at, you know, why don't they sue her for defamation? You see, that is the question on the bottom. Well, you know, the question is, it has an obvious answer. If you understand what happens if you get sued for defamation, that means the company who sues you has to prove that you're lying. So 
so instead of suing her, they write a letter to the judge. The Pfizer attorney writes a letter to the judge and saying, well, Brooke Jackson keeps talking and we got to stop her. Well, I mean, the process of stopping her is say she's lying and then prove it. So you, you see what they wrote. Uh, as the above facts show, the government's approval, payment and support for the safety and efficacy of the COVID vaccine has been consistent with both the Biden and Trump administrations. Both administrations have rejected relators, that's Brooke Jackson, false assertions that the vaccine is unsafe and ineffective. And most importantly for this case, both administrations have continued to contract for, approve and pay for the vaccine with full knowledge of realtors' allegations, which is true. Just think through, the United States government knows what has been exposed in this trial and they keep promoting the jab as you just saw on the the clip from fox from september 15th i mean this is so sick let's go to the conclusion slide don and i shouldn't have said so sick it is evil conclusion medicine is an idol on the tree of knowledge satanic dialectic which we're going to be covering that in the next couple of uh programs uh, four and five the white coats have been programmed and we've been programmed to obey the white coats the idol which we thought was to help us was designed to kill us the love of money facilitates all sorts of evil all right we're going to talk about how the next slide don introduces how is the population blinded to what is happening all right let's move to the next slide well you know what don i think i missed did i miss no, I think we're okay. No, we'll go to the next one. Sorry. If we don't have these mistakes, people don't think we're human. So it's it's all good. All right. So then what I want to share with this next clip is how our sin nature means history repeats itself. And without God, we are destined to have history repeat itself. So this has happened before in recent history. So play the next clip, please, Don. Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer, and Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. Did anyone ever come to you and say, there's the possibility of neurological damage if you get into a mass immunization program? No. No one ever did? No. I can't believe that they would say that they did not know that there were neurological illnesses associated with influenza vaccination. That simply is not true. We did know that. Uh, and he's lying. I guess you would have to um, make that assumption. Then why does this report from your own agency list neurological complications as a possibility? You didn't feel it was necessary to tell the American people that information. Dr. Sensor's CDC also helped create the advertising to get the public to take the shot. The vaccines are safe, so roll up your sleeve. And now Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to three and a half billion dollars. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death. All right, so this same playbook, we see it. History is repeating itself. Uh, this time, uh, there's no admission, though, by... Uh, the government that the jab is should be taken off the market. It keeps going. All right. So how is this even possible? Let's go to the next slide, Don. So if you're not convinced by now that the government is lying to you, 
you should be convinced after this slide. So the Smith-Munt Act in 1948 prevented the United States government from using propaganda against its own citizens. All right, that didn't stop them, of course, because governments are always exempt from their own rules. And the easy proof of that is the JFK murder cover-up in uh, 1963. So now we have, they, they crossed every T and dotted every I legally. So they legalized propaganda against their own citizens on May 10th of 2012. And they called it the moderate, modern, moderate, <laughs> easy for me to say, Modernization Act of 2012, which essentially repealed the Smith Munt Act. All right, we'll go to the next one, Don. Another way they do it, so they do it through propaganda, of course, but one of the real interesting ways that is being employed through the propaganda is projecting our sin on others to have us looking on the hill. Well, it's a play this clip from July 18th from Newsmax next. Go ahead, Don. So Canada has a big assisted suicide program for all kinds of Canadians, right, Yeah, well, it's, it's pretty shocking, Chris. Canada is set to expand its assisted suicide program in 2024 to include the mentally ill. The program is only seven years old, but the latest data shows the number of deaths under the medical assistance and dying program rises every year. Officials in Canada say they've been prudent and thought the expansion through, but one medical expert tells Reuters that most mental illnesses aren't even fully understood so they shouldn't be eligible. Um, obviously, this is a, a tough topic, one um, that can get pretty heated. It's 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 pretty dark. Um, you know, I think, Jason, probably something you and I can agree on is I don't want any doctor or any government telling me what I can or can't do with my body. Um, but I think this is a situation where the slippery slope is what's concerning. Uh, the Daily Mail spoke with a Canadian veteran. Her name is Kelsey Sharon. And Kelsey said that she knows a, a, almost a dozen veterans who've been offered euthanasia by authorities. She says that disgusting approach to people who are willing to put their lives on the line that you have the audacity to tell them it's better if you just die. Um, what's your take on this? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I think I'm all for civil liberties. I'm all for people being able to make their own decisions, but not death. And I think there are a lot of these things that we can treat people for. Now, it's different with like a DNR, you know, like if I'm going to die, let me die. But to... Uh, force death or someone who is struggling. I think there are ways that we can actually treat mental health issues. Uh, we can treat people for pain. I acknowledge that mental health pain is just as difficult as physical health pain. I think that there's a fundamental problem with the Canadian health system, which is that when you, should, you know socialized medicine doesn't work. This is, you know, where they have long waiting lists, they have outdated drugs, they have uh, equipment that's, you know, substandard. There's so many problems with the Canadian system that for them, it's like, let's move quickly and, you know, get rid of these mentally ill people. And it also raises a question, what if you are a mentally ill person that you can't really make that decision? Is someone else going to make the decision for you? Mentally ill people, homeless people, yeah. people living in poverty. Mm -hmm. uh, how about, you know, people with Down syndrome and then gypsies or something? You know? Yeah, no, I mean, you can't have euthanasia as an option for having poor, you know, safety net systems and providing for your society. It's just cruel. It's inhumane. And it's, quite frankly, it's gross. And Canada, Canada's not the only country in the world that allows for this. But they are, they are exceptional in a few instances where they do contrast with other countries. Um, 
A, they don't have a commission to look into wrongful deaths. Uh, somebody who might have gone in there for a minor injury and then, you know, couldn't get the treatment that they needed. I, there was a case that I, I read about of a man who complained of he hearing loss, and they put him, they, they put him down. Um, and there's no commission. So, so the family members are, are lost. Um, also, you know, doctors can—, can can basically suggest that you should be put to death. In most other countries, that's right. not the case. Nurses can provide euthanasia, and um, you're not required to exhaust all the other treatment options. So if you're I'd at the agree. end of the line, you, 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 you can just choose to die rather than to choose other treatments that might be successful. Well, maybe the Canadian medical system's long waiting list will be the salvation, and people will have a chance to change their minds. Yeah, you know, that's unbelievable. I think, you know, what's next? Is it then, you know, the, the baby boomer population, the aging, the elderly, the elderly that are suddenly a burden on society? Mm -hmm. Uh, when, do, when do they become the next target of, of something like this? It's the stuff of science fiction. Mm -hmm. And this is so uh, egregious that I can't take it. You know, when I saw, happened to see this clip, I think God orchestrated it because I, I don't usually watch television. All of a sudden, this came on one night when I was eating dinner, and I thought, I can't believe this. And, you know, at, at some point, I thought, well, maybe we're making headway because you know, we're out there and they had to put this clip together because nothing could be further than the truth from what they said. So the lady toward the end said about, we have a commission. So it's called the Joint Commission in the United States. By the way, this the type of detail I'm going through is in part one uh, that they're all in on it. And the specific research notes are on the website related to what I'm going to say now under part one. So you know, we have a joint commission, but we filed the complaint with the joint commission. We found out that it's it's uh, an arm that's also controlled by the government. So the joint commission really is not uh, an enforcement whatsoever. The idea that nurses can't issue um, orders, uh, the, the governor in the state of Hawaii passed a law that said there's not enough people being euthanized so the nurses can now do it. We have doctors in the United States that, you know, Texas, which we consider a good state already in 1999, has a futility law where the doctors can determine if a person's is, it's futile to save the person. So they make the decision instead of the family. And, you know, more importantly, as I've shared many, many times, we have Obamacare. Section 1553 calls out the desire to euthanize mercy killing and assisted suicide in the United States. And then I found the smoking gun written in July of 2011 for killing Down syndrome people. So for them to come out, you know, they could be uneducated, but you know, I see this as controlled opposition. They're coming out and saying, we don't do this, these type of nasty things that the Canadians do. And the fact is we're in first place. All right, so let's go to the next slide, Don. So now when we've, we have the propaganda, the lack of belief in God, all of a sudden we have blindness. And that blindness produces some things that are shocking. And, you know, a barrier to the truth, I learned this a long time ago, is believing you already have it. So we're going to play two clips here. Don, we'll play the meme clip first, and then uh, I'll comment, and then we'll go to the other one. So go ahead. Your wallet, you son of an idiot. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, huh? No, wait, don't shoot. Oh.
the odds of that? So that would be funny if it wasn't true. And uh, as proof uh, to that, let's play the next clip. Oh, this is not a video I want to make. Um, and it's kind of hard to make because as I'm watching myself, I see um, what I'm going to say, which is I have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy which is paralysis on one side of the face. For me, it's uh, this side here at the left, obviously. Um, so I got it about two weeks after getting my vaccine. And I had a rough go with the vaccine, um, and I guess still am. But I have to say that I would do it again because it's what we have to do to see people. So. Um, I don't know why I'm making this video, but here's my word smile. Blindness. I I praise God that I my eyes have been opened, and you know He's the only one who can do that. Uh, but we're going to transition to the last section, which is short, but it's it deserves uh, the attention because it's where we're at. So let's go to the next slide. What happens once the idol? Well, we got to conclude. Do a conclusion first. Sorry, Don. All right, conclusion by design. Critical thinking has been trained out of the public fool system. Propaganda fills the void and is used to influence our thinking twenty four seven. Without God, we are literally blind to the truth. All right, let's go to the last section, Don. So what happens when the idol takes a foothold? And this is going to shock you. Uh, it, it is. It shocked me when I saw it. So let's go to the next slide. Where this comes from is after I started speaking out in public regarding Grace's murder, a lady wrote us from Connecticut. Her Down syndrome daughter was also murdered in a hospital. And this is one of the few cases that I see is substantially more horrific than Grace's. And I'm gonna set it up because she sent me a, a bit of information that made me dig. So I started digging and I found out that there's a doctor by the name of Joel Zyvet. And he was studying state prison systems and really had a hard time with what he saw. And so you see, he wrote an article in 2014, says the white coat avail for state killing. Of course, that could be the title of a lot of the articles that I'm involved with or that I've, I've written, but he was writing it because 
it, it he what he saw was so horrific so they're using the of course the lethal injections to end people's lives so now when it comes to the COVID era so the first you know right at the beginning you see this is reported april 14th of 2020 in the first couple months of COVID, and the reporter's title of the report says doctors requesting lethal injection drugs to help COVID 19 patients and she writes doctors are asking these state agencies across the United States that use lethal injection drugs to donate their drugs because they need to be used for COVID. And the specific drugs that they're asking for, fentanyl, midazolam, verconium bromide, and verconium bromide. All right, so then what, what was the, the letter was actually written on April 6th. This, this report was April 14th. So here's the letter. And it was signed by way more than Joel Zayavit, but he was the author of this thing and the other doctors underneath. So I copied and pasted so you could see that. And so he writes, your states are currently holding for use in lethal injection executions. Uh, excuse me, I, I got to go back here. The medicines your state are holding for the use in lethal injection executions are in short supply and desperately needed to treat patients suffering from COVID-19. Well, why would we need those? It doesn't make any sense. All right, so let's go to the next slide, Don. And you're gonna see some medical records. So this is from the, the lady that um, died, the 37-year-old Down syndrome lady that died in Connecticut. So, you know, the title of the last slide said, in the United States of America? And the answer is yes, I mean, we're doing this. So these are the medical records from this lady's uh, second to last day of life on earth. She died on December 8th. And it's no surprise because you see they gave her midazolam, fentanyl, and verconium bromide. What is really strange, that third one on the bottom right hand, uh, they actually fed her to the tune of $1,400 after they did this to ratchet up the bill. I mean, this is, is so sick. Now, this lady, the reason I say that this is more horrific than Grace, I mean, of course, these, these they gave her the meds that they, they kill prisoners that are going to be injected with a lethal injection. They did it to her. And what makes this even worse is, you know, the timing, uh, because she was also had an illegal DNR like Grace. Uh, she was given remdesivir against the family's wishes. She was put on a ventilator. So now they're at maximum amount that they can earn on this patient, you know, somewhere uh, north of a million dollars. And now we got to take her out. And so they did take her out. All right, let's go to the final slide before we wrap up. So the conclusion, the United States is in first place in the race to replace God. And now I'll just close with the final slide introducing next week, which is up next, the esoteric spiritual battle. That's what we'll be talking about next week. Thanks for watching.